and welcome back to another episode of the Practice Players Podcast. Today is going to be episode 12, and we're joined by Zed Key, Ohio State Center. Phenomenal person, very interesting on and off the court, so I'm not going to take up too much time here. Zed, if you just want to introduce yourself to the viewers and sort of explain how you got to where you are today in your basketball journey. Um, well, hello, everybody. My name is Zed Key, junior here at Ohio State, and um, I've been on the team ever since my freshman year and you know, loved it. Um, you know, how I got to Ohio State, it's weird. People always ask me, like, how did you get to Ohio State from New York? And I was like, you know, I took my official visit here and, you know, I loved it. I loved the program so much. I loved the coaching staff and the people who surround the program. So I said, you know what? Yeah, I want to I want to commit here. Um, you know, obviously, I would love to like stay home and be close to the family. But, you know, my parents and family are out here all the time. So it's 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 not that bad. Um, I wanted to ask you, you obviously had a lot of offers coming out of high school. Um had Florida. I saw you took a visit there. Mm-hmm. And um, what what was kind of like the decision where you came to Ohio State and you're like, yeah, this is where I want to be? Well, I took a visit. Before my Ohio State visit, I took I took a visit to Rutgers. And, okay. you know, love Rutgers. You know, it's obviously one state over from New York. So, you know, close to family. But, um, you know, I took the visit, official to Ohio State and I said, absolutely. Like, there was no saying no. Like, I told my parents, like, when I got home, I said, yeah, this is the place I want to be. And also, uh, I was tired of, like, the recruiting process. Like, uh, you know, just – I wasn't always highly recruited until after the MBPA Top 100 camp, and then my phone wouldn't stop blowing up. So, you know, like, the coach is calling, like, 11 o'clock at night on the West Coast. So, you know, it was definitely – I was blessed, but it was also, like, annoying at the, at the same time to, to be answering the same questions with different coaches. But, you know, like, I chose Ohio State, and, you know, I loved it ever since. Like, you know, best decision I've ever made, and I'm happy here. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, something along the lines of, of playing. Um, mm-hmm. As a center in the Big Ten, which is regarded as one of the best conferences in college basketball, um, how do you yourself prepare to play so many of these talented bigs? You know, you got Zach Eady in the conference, Trish Jackson Davis. You had Luca Garza a couple years ago, Hunter Dickinson. I mean, like a, the list goes on and on in the Big Ten. Cliff Amarui, a lot of elite yeah. bigs in this conference. You know, going into a, a nightly basis, how do you, you know, position yourself to say, okay, I, I got to stop this guy for my team to win? How do you uh, deal with that? No, it is it is tough because, you know, I'm an undersized big. Um, obviously, uh, I've played uh, the five spot all my life. So, you know, you learn from, you know, getting shot punched from, from, bigger, from bigger guys. But – no, all those guys that you mentioned, they're really good players. So, you know, you got to bring A game every night. Otherwise, they're going to, to kill you. So, you know, just having the mindset of, you know, obviously I'm undersized, but, you know, just got to outwork them, out-effort them, and do little things to be able to be successful being an undersized big. And, you know, sometimes they're, they're going to score. Obviously, they're going to score. You know, Zach Eady's 7'4". Like, um, these other bigs, you know, they're, they're taller, so they're going to score, but trying to just limit – uh, how effective they are on that end. And uh, one big you forgot to add on that list, Danny, is Zed Key. Now, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> stat guy. I'm a stat guy. Uh, three straight double-doubles to start the season, joining Evan yeah. Turner, Jared Sullinger, Jared Sullinger, and Kata Bates-Diop as mm-hmm. the only other three in Ohio State history. So I wonder if, you know, Dickinson hops on a pod, they're going to bring up Zed Key. But <laughs> sort of, sort of adding on to that, 
being an undersized big, what advice would you give to, you know, other guys who might be shorter at the five spot, like maybe little strategies or things that the general fan wouldn't notice that gives you an advantage over a guy like Trace Jackson Davis or Zach Eaton? Well, Trace, like you, each big is different. So, you know, you kind of like Trace is going to try to go for the block every time. So you just got to use your fakes and get them off your body. But most of the time it's just trying to get the other big off your body to be able to like get to the jump hook or get to your move because, you know, if they're right up uh, up against their body, like learn, learning from Felix, like Felix is a shot blocker. So I've gotten my hook punched and blocked a couple of times. Just I didn't get them off my body. So, you know, under these undersized bigs, you need to learn how to use your body. You need to learn how to use like your quickness also um, just to put yourself in the position to be able to score and do things on the, on the offensive end. Got to get to the fade too. Get, yeah, get to the fade. The fade always <laughs> works. The fade always works. But then speaking on this year, uh, face some adversity with your shoulder injury, yeah. played through it, which was very, very tough of you. So what advice would you give other players out there to sort of fight through mental hurdles, whether it's injuries or other things, and then staying positive for their teammates during that time like you did? Yeah, obviously this season was was tough for me. Um you know, it was one of the more tougher seasons just from the injury I was I was dealing with. And um, I was playing well in the beginning of the year. And then, you know, I got hurt and it kind of like, like tapered off because I couldn't like really play like how I wanted to play. But, you know, for other players, you know, just try to push through it. Like, you know, I, I was pushing through it. You know, obviously I was in pain and I was trying to just help my team win and, you know, put the team in positions to, to win. But, you know, I always say if you're in, if it's not like extreme extreme like injury, then you know you should be able to you should try to at least go out there and and play like extreme like break or like if my shoulder the way like it was like I was able to play still because my shoulder was still in, intact. If it wasn't intact, obviously just don't don't go yeah. out there and, and do nothing stupid, but just try to play through it. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you a couple of questions. Uh, the first one, I want to talk about how you, you were uh, describing your adversity with your shoulder. Um, you were ranked 153rd in your mm -hmm. recruiting class a few years ago. What advice would you give to non-top 100 recruits that are trying to be high impactful players at, at high major schools and become a starter like yourself? Is there any you know key uh, factor, any key attribute that maybe you had that you could give to younger guys? Um, well, first rankings don't matter. Like uh, people, I've been, people have been saying that I've been saying that for forever. Like rankings are just, they're good, but like the coaches don't really base that on like college coaches, NBA scouts don't really base the rankings on like, they look at your game. So, you know, obviously you said I was ranked 153rd coming out of high school, but Ohio State uh, love like energy, effort. Uh, the little things, you know, being a, a pro, post presence down low. So, you know, as, as, as I just said, like rankings definitely don't matter. Like, I never paid attention to that when I was when I was younger. You know, I was just obviously I told you or told y'all that I wasn't highly recruited coming out of like my what year was that sophomore junior year whenever I went to or junior going to senior year going into the um, MVPA top one hundred camp changed things a little bit, but. You know, just yeah, I just tell people don't pay attention to the rankings because it starts messing up the your head and you know, you don't play the game right after that. You're just trying to go out there and score, play no defense. So, you know, just do the little things and the college coaches will they'll notice.
I also wanted to ask you about uh, the importance of knowing your personnel going into a game, especially Big Ten. Because, uh, I mean, like like I said earlier, the Big Ten's one of the best conferences in college basketball. How important is it like for a player like yourself to know that you're going to be playing important, impactful minutes to know the personnel of the other team? Uh, we call it at Oregon, we call it KYP. Because a lot of our guys will um, – yeah, well, a lot of our guys will uh, – will know their personnel and then a couple yeah. like our newer guys will, will, won't take it as serious. And I think it's something that goes unnoticed. So how important is it for, for you and, and Ohio State's guys to, to know your personnel? I mean, it's really important. Uh, if you don't know who you're guarding or or like the, what the other players do on the team, like you're just going to do stuff to, that caters towards their their game. So, you know, as a freshman, I still had the – I still really didn't take, take it seriously as, as a freshman. Uh, obviously, you don't – as a freshman, you don't take a lot of stuff <laughs> seriously. You're just like, okay, like it's just another game. But, you know, now as being a junior, you see how important it is, important to know what your guy does, what the other team does, what the other, like, say it's not, it couldn't be like your position. Like say I'm guarding five, like, and you, you need to know like the one, like what they do just in case you get switched on to like a point guard or something. So you need to definitely know the whole scout. And it's definitely really important for the team because, helps you win and without that you know you're definitely going to do stuff to to um have the other team score you know i i study that scout a ton you know before workouts or whatever garden z one-on-one i mean every move every pump fake drop step i'm just there so if you know your players i mean it makes playing defense Dave, a lot easier. you are you are never there I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm there. I, I am I there. Put you in a blank. Just, <laughs> just because your hand is there doesn't mean it's good defense. I can literally see over your hand and shoot. But if I get the ball first, you're not getting it back if it's make it take. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm just pulling up threes. Nice, Siri. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm getting it back after the first possession because uh, you're gonna miss, and I'm gonna, and you're not gonna see the ball again. Practice wow. players podcast one on one. Dave plus twelve hundred money line. Take it. Plus 12. Yeah, don't do that. You're going to lose your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a couple questions. One, I want to ask you, favorite moment in an Ohio State uniform? Um, It was definitely my game winner last year, but I'm going to have to go with Tanner's game winner this year. That was insane. Like, that was – I literally was on the court, and we were down – were we down two? One? Yeah. We're down two. We're down uh, two, two, two. Yeah, we're down two, and I literally just watching him. I can't do nothing. I'm on. I'm by the basket. I'm like, yep, yeah, I might get the ball. So I'm literally just seeing Bruce dribble up to the sideline. And I'm like, where is he going? I'm like, he's gonna go out of bounds, and he passes to Tanner, and Tanner was definitely out of bounds, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he shot it, and I'm just looking at the ball. I'm like, wow, that looks good, and it's just getting close. So I'm like, oh wow, it may go in, and it went in, and. After that was a blur. I don't remember what happened after that. Yeah. yeah. Those game winning, game winning moments are yeah. one of a kind. Um, I don't know how to control myself. Like I don't like I get excited <laughs> and I just like stop breathing. Like it's bad. <laughs> um Dave's told me you have a pretty hefty sneaker obsession, specifically dunks. Um I got a lot of shoes right myself. Now. You can see back here. What's your uh, go-to on-court and go-to off-court shoe? Now, now before, before he answers that, it's not an obsession. It's an illness. It's a sickness. It's an illness. It's, it's a sickness. It's like $200, $300 every week on a different pair of dunks. He's just posted <laughs> yeah, on his I, snap. If, 
Yeah, if I didn't, if I wasn't in my living room, it was in my room. I would like my. I have like a. I just ordered a forty pair shoe rack. I already have one in there. But I ordered another one just because I have a lot of shoes. I have elevens. <laughs> I have eleven elevens dunks. I have a whole bunch of dunks. I have a, I have a whole bunch of dunks and ones. Like those, are like my favorite, like like shoes to wear. I have one high, one lows. No mids. Don't do one mids. No. No mids. No. Please, if you're mids, take them off. Yep. No, don't don't <laughs> wait. Yeah. Just I have a lot of shoes. It's bad. It's very bad. But then what were you saying, Nick? Go to a one off court, one oh, on court. Oh, oh, oh yeah, on, yeah, on, on court. court. Um, I'm just gonna wear some like the white LeBrons. I don't know what those are, but whatever ones I'll be wearing because it's just comfortable <laughs> and they're light. Um, and off the court, I don't know. It all depends on what I'm feeling. Like I have a brown shirt on today with like a pink Nike, and I have the Valentine's Day like dunks over there. So I'm just gonna wear those today because they match. But every day, probably just some like Panda Dunks or my just all red Air Forces. Don't ask why I got them; I just got them. But all red, okay, Air Forces, yeah. And my uh, favorite Max too. I forgot about my favorite Max just because they're comfortable. Um. I want to ask a couple questions, but the, this this one, I don't think we've asked any of our guests before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cliche question, but was there anybody growing up that you wanted to model your game after, whether it was NBA or college uh, and basketball? Uh, growing up, I was a big Carmelo Anthony fan and still am. Uh, he was elite and still is elite on and how he could like score the ball and um, just get to a spot. So, you know, just watch him grow up. Um, on the Knicks, like he was, he was crazy. And obviously, my game is not modeled to him at all. I do not play like Carmelo at all. But you know, just that he was one of my my favorite players growing up. And then, uh, what would you say are your future goals or plans, or, or maybe in ten years from now, uh, where's the spot you'd like to be in? Well, my like not immediate goal, but like my goal I'm working towards, obviously, to the NBA. Now. Love to go up there and just play, you know, play the game of basketball on like the highest level. Um, and make good money while doing it too, <laughs> as yeah. well. But um, you know, definitely the NBA. Um, I would like to own my own business one day, but like, I don't. That's down the line. So but I don't know, like what I want to do. But definitely my own business, NBA. And that's it right now. Just taking it like day by day, just looking at the next day. Like, okay, how can I? become like the best person that day or whatever, just, just be the best that day. So, you know, just taking it day by day. You know, that, uh, NBA check would definitely help, uh, fix out that low rider. Low rider, the every, everything. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, talking on cars, I want to play a fun little game of a start bench cut here. You're already smiling. You know, what's coming, uh, for the viewers who don't know, Zed has a pet snake named seven. Go follow him on the gram, Zed, if you want to shout yeah. that out real quick. I would have. He's still. He's. I would have put put him on a podcast, but he's a, he's a, under his rock right now. He looked too cozy. <laughs> so yeah, he has a pet snake named Seven. He's big into cars, big big, and might be the biggest Rod Way fan I know. He's the one who put me on and now created an obsession. So thank you for that, Zed. But sorry. Start bench cut seven cars and rod wave, and we need the breakdown of why. Oh, uh, oh my god! Um, one's start, gotta go. <laughs> wow, start bench cut. Wow, 
Um, who do I want to start? I'm going to have to start seven because, you know, seven to go. Like seven to go. I'm going to have to bench cars, which is hurting me right now. It's hurting me. And then Rod Wave cut. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like come on. Um, like that's, I think that's what I'm, I'm going to have to go right, right, right there. I didn't think Rod Wave was going to be that. I thought you were going to start Rod Wave, honestly. Nah, nah, nah. Definitely seven has to come first for sure. He's a goat. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. But then uh, another thing I wanted to get in here real quick. So on the day of the recording, today's uh, Sunday the 26th. So mm-hmm. yesterday, Florida Atlantic clinched their spot in the Final Four, as did UConn. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of want to get you know everyone's opinion here. Even though the games haven't happened, looking like we're going to have – well, not looking. We are going to have SDSU, Creighton. Winner of that will play FAU. And then winner of Texas-Miami is going to play UConn. So I just wanted to go around and see who we think is going to win the Natty and make the Natty. So I'll start it off. I think whoever comes out of SDSU-Creighton is probably going to beat FAU. Now, FAU had a good run, but I just think those two teams are yeah, there's, better. There's, there's no way. Like, there's no way, right? I, there's no so way. So there, there's a way. I've been saying that the whole like the whole March Madness tournament. I was like, there's no way, right? And it's, yeah. and it's failed me yeah. every time. So <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. But I'm going to go with the winner of Creighton SDSU over FAU. I think we're all in agreement there. Yes. Yes, we are. But then uh, Texas-Miami, I have Texas winning that. I have Texas beating UConn. And then I have huh? Texas winning the Natty. No, I have UConn winning the Natty. You UConn just they have a lot trounced on Gonzaga. <laughs> they have a lot. I was watching them play. They have a lot. And I I, yeah. I think UConn might be better in person because I I, yes. I, watched, I watched them on Thursday and Saturday, and and we played them back in November, and they killed us. I think they beat us by like thirty, and they were twentieth nation Yikes. at the time. They are. They just have, they have everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I expected it to be a good game, you know. And then Drew Timmy gets his fourth foul with like 18 minutes to go in the second half. And then from ah, there, 30 pieces. It, went, down, it went, down, just, went downhill after that. They lost the best player. And it went, and it, and I it was went, and it shocked. Downhill. Yeah. I mean, 82 to 54 in an Elite Eight game is pretty nuts. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm going, I have to go UConn. They have to. So all three are going UConn. Oh, I mean, oh, to win I gotta all. watch. To win I gotta watch to win the games all. tonight. I will definitely say I think the winner of the final four matchup of UConn and then either Texas or Miami are going to win. Crane plays SDSU, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, they. I don't know. I think SDSU may win. That, that's, what, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Well, that would yeah, be good I, for our conference. So I think I, I think I agree with Dave 100%, regardless of who wins that SDSU-Creighton matchup. I, I know we keep saying FAU is not going to win, and they keep proving us wrong, but I, I just There's think no both way, teams right? – SDSU is too <laughs> experienced to lose that game, I feel like. And Creighton just has – their starting lineup is incredible. Like, the only knock on Creighton is that they don't have a bench, but their starting lineup might be the best left yeah. in, in the tournament. If so, I see FAU in the championship, I'm going to be extremely mad. <laughs> After all the teams, I'm not, like, I may not watch the game. <laughs> That's how bad it will be. Now, what would you do if they just won the whole thing? If they, you just I, like, I, like I'll be so sick of basketball. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way <laughs> the FAU just won. Yeah, I uh, hold on. 
was this the like since 2013 was the last time a a nine was in the final four yeah it's been a minute yeah yeah Yeah, but um yeah i think i think sdsu is gonna be crazy and then what's the other miami texas yeah i think that when you look at that matchup right now i the reason i'm saying miami is because i told you guys that like early February, the Miami is going to make the final four and they're one game away from it. So I'm one game away from being right on that. So I'm just going to say Miami. <laughs> I, do I think they're going to win? I don't know, but I'm just going to go back to what my yeah, prediction was. Anybody can win that game. But I, yeah, I think if Texas beats Miami, they could very well win too. I think Texas and UConn are, in my opinion, the two out of the top six right now. Yeah. Um, All the teams that we thought were going to, like, like that we thought we were going to win is out. Yeah. Like Purdue, we were, I, I, I didn't think Purdue was going to, like go that far in because of just how they play and you know they're seeing other conferences and you know Zach Eady is a great player but um you know it's tough going against these other bigs from other conferences you know because all they do is run in all the conferences like SEC ACC like the bigs all they do is change levels and like lob threats and and um like the rim protectors obviously they can still score if you give them the ball on the block but you know it's a different style of play and these other conferences. So, you know, that's what teams struggle, you know, learning and going against. I think teams. FDU did a good job of kind of shutting him down and making yeah. freshman freshman guards kind of try and win that Score. game for him. Yeah. Yeah. The inexperience kind of, and I'm not saying FDU had any experience, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he shot once in the last 12 minutes of the game and he had 22 and 13 at the time. Like, I don't know how you not get him the ball. And I'm not even trying to gas you up here, Zed. Um, when we were watching the semifinal game, I was watching it at Dave's house of Ohio State Purdue. And the only big you guys really had playing was Felix Akpara, your freshman. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think if you got if you would have played that game and had another big because Felix got out with a few minutes left, you guys probably yeah. would have won that game. Because you guys yeah, just be had, the only different. problem you guys had was just matching up with 80 because you only had one yes. big. So I, I had had maybe you not been hurt in that game, maybe – yeah, it'll be like, maybe it'll look a little little different, but you know you can't do anything about it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Team one two five. That's all I'm gonna say. Already team one two five. That's where we're maybe at for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Getting old, but I know that's, a, that's one thing I wanted to end on. Uh, going into your senior year next year, what are some goals that you have to sort of round out your collegiate career? Um, obviously, everyone's goal is to be better than last year. So just do that and just continue to add on to my game. You know, shoot more threes, definitely be more threes this year. Um, and be more versatile. Like, I think I was okay. Like, I, was, I didn't really show my versatility that much last year. Just I want to show a little bit more this year, so be a lot of summer work once I'm able yeah. to shoot again. So, so yeah. But if anyone has anything else, I think this was a phenomenal episode. Appreciate you for coming on, Zed. It was great, great conversation. A lot of insights there. And uh, on the Instagram, be looking out for that one-on-one. Might have to, might have to go live over, over the summer here after a workout because plus twelve hundred. That's value play for the people out there. Hundred bucks. That's when you're nice that's little twelve hundred in my pocket. But now this is phenomenal. And as always, PPP out. Peace. Peace.